0: Welcome back to another episode and you know we gotta start out with a godzilla fact today's godzilla fact is godzilla fact number 66 and this is in reference to the original 1950s version but there are three versions of this movie the american version cuts out all references of hiroshima and nagasaki and it, it replaces it with some stuff about, with with a Canadian guy. But it, they cut it out. Because they didn't want any talk of the nuclear bombs. Weird. Yeah. I
1: think it is a little weird that it says there's three versions, but then leaves you hanging on the other two.
0: Oh, there's a, there's an Italian version. Okay.
1: <laughs> so it is there? Yeah, yeah. Is it like kind of, yeah.
0: That, that's the third version. And that's your, Godzilla fact of the week. My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and I would like to tell you about my forthcoming lecture. It is about the birds and their age-long relationship with man. It will be seen in theaters like this across the country. In my lecture, I hope to make you all aware of our good friends, the birds. Theirs is a noble history, and through it all, man has played a conspicuous part. The story of man and his friends, the birds, is filled with many fine examples of ways in which these noble creatures have added to the beauty of the world. Hey there, socialites, lawyers, lovebirds, and seagulls.
1: (laughs) Welcome to another episode of What Happens in the Crypt.
0: Today, we're talking about Alfred Hitchcock's 1963 classic, The Birds.
1: This movie was written by Evan Hunter and was actually based on a book by the same name, written by Daphne... D- oh, Daphne,
0: Daphne du Maur- Maurier? Maur- Ma- Maurier.
1: <laughs> by her. <laughs> this is the third of her stories made into a movie.
0: By Al- By Alfred Hitchcock, actually. Interesting. Yep, big fan of her work, apparently.
1: A brief synopsis. A wealthy San Francisco socialite pursues a potential boyfriend to a small northern California town that slowly takes a turn for the bizarre when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people.
0: Except lovebirds.
1: hmm And then, um, trigger warnings, it's pretty heavy on the gore. Is it? I think so.
0: Okay. I guess.
1: There's, like, that scene where the guy's eyes are gouged out. Oh, yeah. And when they find the dead teacher.
0: Okay, you've sold me. Okay, okay. That is, yeah.
1: I think that's the only trigger warning. If
0: you're afraid of birds, Yeah. (laughs) this isn't going (laughs) to help. Taglines include, Suspense and shock beyond anything you have seen or imagined.
1: (laughs) See, I told you they were written for you.
0: It could be the most terrifying motion picture I have ever made.
1: You gonna do them all?
0: You do the next one.
1: No, it's not gonna be as good.
0: Nothing you have ever witnessed before has prepared you for such sheer stabbing shock.
1: (laughs) I'll do this one. The birds is coming. (laughs) That's the whole tagline. They're coming.
0: They're coming. (laughs) And remember, the next scream you hear could be your own. Yep. Good job. I was born to read taglines
1: MSF mm-hmm. it if
0: it's National Drinking Day, also known as Happy Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So, Happy Memorial Day. Yeah. That's when we recorded this. So, I guess when you're listening to this, it's Happy Hangover Day
1: mm-hmm.
0: on account of all the day drinking you did today.
1: To start off, we're going to talk about some of the locations for the birds.
0: Because so, yeah, actually like uh it's something like 65% of this wasn't shot in a studio. But back then most movies mm-hmm. were shot largely in studio, but this was mostly shot on location.
1: Uh so the schoolhouse in Bodega, California is apparently known to be super haunted, which of course Alfred Hitchcock loved and basically once he found out that it was supposed to be haunted insisted that they filmed there uh tippy hedrin who played melanie um said quote the building was immensely populated but there was no one there end quote which is pretty spooky it looks haunted yeah (laughs) even like those scenes especially like when those kids are singing oh yeah it's just real
0: eerie Mm -hmm. and like from the outside it looks like a place you would try to Like, when you're in high school, go break into and Mm -hmm. walk around. Yeah. The diner scene that was also shot in the town was shot at a real diner called the Tides Restaurant. Then owner Mitch, yeah, names Mitch Zankich?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mitch Zankich said they could actually shoot there for free, but he had some some demands to make before they could actually shoot there.
1: Which I actually think this is hilarious that they actually did it. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, who do you think you are to be like? You want to use my restaurant for a scene? Name your main dude after me? Yeah, like. <laughs> so
0: that's where they got the main character's name. He also wanted uh, them to not change the city's name in the movie, so mm-hmm. they they kept it Bodega Bodega Bay. Um, and then lastly, he wanted to be in it. So, the, and uh, he what does he say to him? He's like, uh, uh. He just has one simple line, so he's like, what "What what happened, happened, Mitch? Mitch. So that's the actual owner of the restaurant in Mm -hmm. the movie, and those are his demands.
1: He probably was, like, so proud of that till the day he fucking died. He
0: probably put a picture, (laughs) like, of him in the movie up on the wall. That's the story. He gets drunk and tells Mm -hmm. everybody all the time, even though they've all heard it. It's
1: probably, like, on his tombstone.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. They shot the birds here in my (laughs) restaurant. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they named that guy after me. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also uses a ton of um actual birds, which seems insane for what some of these scenes are.
0: Wasn't it they had over three thousand?
1: Yeah. Um thirty two hundred were trained, it says.
0: That's so many birds. That's
1: so many birds. And it's a little sad because like as well I'll go into it, but uh Ray Berwick was the head trainer for the birds and he later reflected on the experience and admitted that the birds in the film could never be released or adopted out because they were trained exclusively to attack that that's sad that is depressing
0: (laughs) do they just keep them until they die i bet he
1: kept them for other movies but like what a quality of life that is you know
0: yeah they all have to be like kept together yeah in the same place
1: and so they couldn't be, like, socialized or handled or let free. Because if
0: they let him free, the birds would just happen <laughs> for real. That would literally
1: happen, yeah. So that oh. was really sad. It's not like our, like, three little seagulls from the lighthouse uh-huh. where he loved them. <laughs> not that and this it's guy... And three. And I don't think that they, like, were intending to do anything, like, harmful to the birds. It's just, like, it was an oversight, you know? Mm-hmm. The ASPCA was actually on set for the entire film as well, and they built a like aviary bird hospital <laughs> on the set to take care of birds if they were injured.
0: What does that stand for?
1: American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Ah,
0: I wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock said that apparently ravens were the cleverest to work with, and the seagulls were the most vicious
1: I don't want to believe the seagulls were vicious. I have such a soft spot for them now. I
0: know. Ever <laughs> since the lighthouse, mm-hmm. I knew ravens were smart because uh, if you get a raven as a pet, you have to raven-proof your house. Weird. Because what they'll does like that mean though. They'll take things apart, open mm. like drawers, cabinets. They'll get into stuff, and you know, I think they like shiny things, so they'll just take stuff. <laughs> That's so wild. But they'll like take a phone apart. Mm-hmm. They'll. Like, a a raven is, like, as smart as, like, a kid. Yeah, they're, like, destructive
1: smart, too, because Uh they get bored. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But seagulls, I think, are not as intelligent.
1: No. (laughs) As far as motivating the birds, apparently they were fed a mixture of uh, whiskey and red meat. And that was to help them to, like, stand around. Like, just hang out.
0: Do they like whiskey? I don't know. Did they turn these birds into alcoholics? (laughs)
1: I don't know, but it's just weird. It's just to, like, sedate them. Yeah.
0: I guess also if somebody was giving me meat and whiskey, I wouldn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: they'd hang out. It's pretty good. And um Hitchcock also had cinematographer Robert Burks and his camera operators tie meat to the cameras to get the seagulls to fly at the lens directly, which in the movie, there are quite a few shots where the bird like hits Writing the camera. A,
0: and I'm sure they actually flew into the camera mm-hmm. trying to get them. Do seagulls like mainly eat meat?
1: They are like, I'm pretty sure they're like garbage pickers. They're like the raccoons of the bird Oh, I
0: guess if you did the same. I guess meat has a strong smell, too. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. (laughs) Just like line the camera with chips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Meat was probably
1: the easiest to do.
0: I'm sure it was just they had a bunch of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. When audiences left the UK premiere of the movie, they were greeted by the sound of screeching and the flapping of birds. That was played from loudspeakers just to terrify them, mm-hmm.
1: which is hilarious too. Because you remember it in Shit's Creek, that's what they did. Yes, <laughs> for the crows, isn't Wasn't
0: that? It, I thought it was like the crowing or something is like croning. that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny though. Moira all done up as a bird. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. That show's so funny.
1: Oh, I'm ready for a rewatch. I think.
0: <laughs> also, in attendance of the premiere were. Two flamingos, fifty red cardinals and starlings, and six penguins. I'm down for a remake of the birds, but it's just penguins.
1: Oh, they're too cute to be vicious. That's
0: why it would be funny, because like some of them would be have like clothes on. And they're one, so slow. <laughs> one just waddles up to somebody in like a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses and just pecks them to death. Ugh. At the beginning of the movie, you'll see a man walking two dogs out of the pet shop, and reportedly the dogs were Jeff—is that Jeffrey or Geoffrey? It's Jeffrey. Jeffrey and <laughs> <It's> Stanley. <Geoffrey.
1: laughs>
0: uh The white terriers uh, were actually Alfred Hitchcock's. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if you ever make a big movie, Palmer's going to be in it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little cameo. Little-
0: the little puppy cameo. It's like
1: some gory zombie movie, and she just pokes around the corner and cries. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw this on a couple different websites, and I just thought it was more comical than anything. But apparently, there are no scenes in the film that show anyone being covered in bird droppings. How they manage that is kind of
0: I could only imagine wild being on that cleanup crew because mm-hmm. everything would be covered in
1: bird. yeah, especially like the scenes that were like in the house. Yeah. Like the attic scene and stuff. I I,
0: I worked on a set with three birds once. Mm -hmm. And I had to clean up poop like three or four times.
1: Yeah. They poop a lot.
0: They do poop a lot. And And they also. What did we say?
1: 3,200 3,200. Yeah. There'd be poop everywhere.
0: (laughs) And imagine the scenes because like like the school one where they're on the playground Mm -hmm. and they're just covered in birds. Yeah. They would have to. That would be the worst job. Yeah. Bird wrangling is tough. You'll notice in this movie that there are some birds that are obviously not real. They look like they were green screened. Mm -hmm. But this movie was actually made way before green screen was a thing. And to do this, it's like kind of called yellow screen, Mm -hmm. but it is a process with sodium vapor. And it was a technology that only Disney had because it was so expensive to do interesting so they had to ask disney's help to do it but apparently they kept running into the problem of well first off they could barely do it it was a brand new technology but you'll notice some of the birds kind of look out of place because the flapping Mm -hmm. the birds flapping their wings so fast they couldn't uh like correctly do it Mm -hmm. so it has all that like weird fringing yeah And when they're flapping their wings, you see like extra white, and but that was just because it was a process that wasn't really perfected.
1: Yeah, and like weirdly, when we watched this after not having seen this for many years, it held up really well. It doesn't Mm -hmm. look it, yeah, it doesn't look like a bunch of fake puppets. Well, we know that there's real birds involved, but like all the effects definitely hold up.
0: Apparently, in this movie, there were three hundred and seventy effects shots. Using this process. Is that a lot? Yes. Okay. That's a lot. The crow attack with the kids alone took six weeks to accomplish, but this was also because it was such a new process. Only three people knew how to do it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Or could do it, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, apparently, they had to work 11-hour days.
1: That sounds horrible.
0: I'm sure they got paid very well.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the funnier effects that I read about was that... The scenes where the you see the birds trying to like get through the door, they actually had hammers that <laughs> they glued like what looked like beaks and bird heads to the hammer, so it was just a person hammering the door. It's so funny. So it looked like the little beak was like coming. I was through. wondering
0: how they did it because mm-hmm. I was like is obviously not birds do yeah it. it looks weird
1: it looks weird but i like the idea of thinking about the other side of the door and it's like five guys with just, hammers just two <laughs> just, hammers each it's just trying to make it look like the birds are trying to break in
0: i'd like to think one of them was going like car,
1: car, yeah car. probably
0: <laughs> not necessarily behind the scenes but i definitely thought this was interesting was that um a barbie doll was specifically made, and I think it was like the 45th anniversary Mm -hmm. or something, uh, to be based on Melanie Daniels. And not only did it look like her, have the same green suit she wore, but it also came with three detachable crows.
1: I do really want it. I'm a little sad how expensive it is. Yeah, it's like
0: 300 bucks now. Yeah. But it looks so good. It's so cool. Mm -hmm.
1: We'll post a picture of it.
0: I've never wanted a Barbie before, Mm -hmm. but this would be the one. Yeah. The crows are so funny too.
1: We're not going to go into it a ton, but um, Alfred Hitchcock is not really a good person, and he definitely has a lot of um, you know, allegations against him about things that he did to specifically Tippy Actually, on the set several of several people, several women though. Um, but he also like. What, it like almost feels like kind of pranky, like some of the things he would do. But did, like
0: him and like Kubrick,
1: really like sadistic. Some, like
0: yeah, there's some really, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like like world-renowned directors that yeah. use their power yeah over people poorly. Yeah. So just to get a shot,
1: right? Because isn't it? Uh, what was it? The exorcist where the dude would shoot a gun to get scared reactions?
0: Yeah, and The Shining, uh, he locked Danny in that oh, cabinet for stuff real. Stuff The Shining pushed, is really Pushed sad. him into mm-hmm. uh, that room and shut the door on him so that that reaction was real. Yeah. He pushed him in, waited until he started crying, banging on the door, and then he opened it and told the cameras to roll.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh, horrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That scene in the attic where Melanie opens the door and all of the birds have gotten in through like a hole in the roof in the attic and she gets attacked. Um, She was assured by Hitchcock that it would only be mechanical birds in this room. And the shot that's actually in the movie is her genuine reaction because she opened the door, goes in. There's not just real birds, but there are prop men in there throwing birds at her. And so she was genuinely terrified. Imagine
0: showing up that day and the director is like so listen when she walks in you're gonna throw a bird throw at her <laughs> a bird at her yeah does she know it's gonna happen no just do it
1: it's pretty sad though too she got pretty hurt filming this um, she actually got gouged on her cheek near her eye, and she ended up being hospitalized for a week. And from different sources, it was um, said that it was from exhaustion from doing the shoot, which took five days.
0: It was also probably the bird wounds. Yeah, and, exhaustion and, and, and uh, trauma, yeah. being
1: traumatized perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> but ugh, it's horrible. Speaking of uh, weird treatment towards the actors um the sh- the scenes of the crow attack on the children when they leave the school um so of course they shot that on location in front of the schoolhouse but then they later got some of the kids to come back to a studio where they made them run on treadmills with um the footage behind them
0: yeah so they could uh, lengthen the scene
1: and they said too that they made the treadmills really fast so the kids looked panicked because they're trying not to fall off
0: yep and they still yeah and they had more birds.
1: And literally more birds were attacking these children. Uh-huh. <laughs> so not only are you going to get attacked by a crow, but you're on a treadmill, it's going too fast. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something from that super fight game.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a stipulation. <laughs> I have a group of children who are running on a treadmill <laughs> that's, that's too fast. fast. And they're getting attacked by crows. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we'll the, our, we play that when we have like all of our friends together mm-hmm. i think the 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 funniest one that won like five times in a row was was it armless dexter dexter <laughs> but he's dexter who's was it twenty think, twenty feet tall <laughs> 20 feet
1: tall but no arms but no arms
0: <laughs> oh. in that scene where melanie is attacked by the birds near the end of the movie uh the birds were actually attached to her clothes by long nylon threads so that they could not get away. So that's that it would horrible. keep looking like she was like, mm-hmm. it was like, cause it's a long attack. Right. But that's just another, I'm sure she got hurt in that scene too, because when a bird is like, okay, I'm going to fly away and then it can't, it's going to yeah, panic trapped. and then attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It's a mess. Yeah. This movie would not be made this way today. No. <laughs> but. At the same time, it'd be a CGI shit show. Mm-hmm. Cover your faces! Cover your eyes! One thing you'll notice is that Melanie is wearing that same green suit throughout the whole movie. Apparently, Tippy Hedren was provided with six identical suits.
1: I also, I don't know what it was called, but I read that this specific suit, because she wore it the whole time, like they had started calling it a specific color green they named after her, like tippy green or something. That's cool. Which I thought was interesting.
0: Thank goodness there are no actual plans to make a reboot of this, but unfortunately there was a sequel made in 1994.
1: I'd like to see a clip of this. I'm just curious more than anything.
0: It is called The Birds to Land's End, <laughs> and it premiered on Showtime, 94. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yikes. And
0: it's apparently, like a bad it
1: was, time for special effects. Apparently,
0: it was also low budget. <laughs> hmm But Tippi was actually in it. She made an appearance. Um, She does not play the same character. She plays a new character named Helen. I'm glad I wrote that down for some reason. Yeah. That <laughs> her name was <is> Helen. <laughs> that her name was Helen. But now you know that. Now you can't mm-hmm. unknow that.
1: The final shot of this movie is obviously super iconic. That's where they walk out of the house. And it's like endless for miles as far as you can see. Birds on top of everything. Um, So this was composed of three panels of matte paintings and multiple film layers and 32 separate exposures, leading Hitchcock to call this the most difficult single shot he's ever done. Yeah. The scene combined live birds, animated birds, mechanical birds, and the car driving towards the matte painting backdrop.
0: That would take so long. There'd be so much prep time on that one shot. Looks really
1: cool, though.
0: It does look very cool. Another
1: thing about the ending was this is the only Hitchcock movie that doesn't have the title card that oh, says yeah, the, the end. end. That's because he wanted you to feel like the terror could still continue. Uh-huh.
0: It's it's not ending. Mm-hmm. Another idea that Hitchcock had for a different ending was to go back to, they make it back to San Francisco and upon arrival, they see the Golden, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The Golden Gate Bridge and it's entirely covered in birds. I'm
1: kind of glad they didn't do that. I'm also glad they didn't they do that. They
0: looked a little more open-ended. Also, do you know how hard that would have been? Right. To do? They would have had to all be fake birds for mm-hmm. sure. But that would have been way too too much.
1: The scene where Melanie is in the boat and the first bird attack occurs, this is where the seagull swoops down and, like, hits her in the head. Um, it, the seagull was actually hooked to a wire while blood plungers were hidden in her hair. And when the gull was let go down the wire and hits her in the head, a prop dude hit the plunger <laughs> to have the blood gush out.
0: That's cool. That's so, so much so <laughs> many steps.
1: Just for that little drop of blood.
0: Yeah, it's not even a lot.
1: The score for this movie was not traditional by any means, and it actually was synthesized birdcage and flapping bird noises that was designed by Oscar Sala and Remy Gassman using um, an electroacoustic mixture Tritonium synthesizer. I
0: don't know what that. I don't means, even know if it's a it real thing. cool. Well, it's a synthesizer. Well, <laughs> just a type of synthesizer.
1: <laughs> so the any of the background noises is just like still bird noises. Um, Synth
0: bird noises mm-hmm.
1: though. And editor George to Timm- Thomas Tom- Tomasini. Tom It's
0: like Tom Savini.
1: Tom Ceney. But mm-hmm.
0: Tom And just combined and not mm-hmm. him. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Working with editor George Tomasini, Hitchcock also made an extensive use of the long extended pause, creating an ambience as a prelude to when the next attacks would occur. So whenever there is mm-hmm. dead silence, the birds are going to attack.
0: Highlighting how weird Hitchcock is mm-hmm. and how, I don't know this is like psychotic almost.
1: That's what I mean, where it's almost like it's like a prank, but it's not. And it's Maybe weird. he thinks it's funny.
0: Maybe he thought this was funny, but every... <laughs> Any normal person would yeah. be like, what the right. fuck? So on set, Tippy Hendren had her daughter there, and Hitchcock gave her uh, a doll that looked just like Tippy. Mm-hmm. But, like, just one step creepier, it was in a coffin. Yeah. But it's like, why?
1: It's terrifying. She probably never brought her kid back to set again. Probably not. <laughs> so weird. I wonder
0: if they kept it though.
1: Yeah. Who knows?
0: I hope so. But that's so creepy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And apparently it was like a very ornate coffin.
1: It's just what were you, who what kid wants a doll of their mom? Also First. Of all, just <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true too. Just
1: separately. That's no weird. kid wants a
0: doll. Yeah, but she's like Oh,
1: like thank thanks. you.
0: <laughs> you know who I don't see enough of? My mom. Right. For our next movie, we will be talking about the 2000 horror thriller *American Psycho*.
1: Uh, starring Christian Bale. This was written and directed by Mary Harron and co-written by Guinevere Turner.
0: I did not know it was uh, directed and well, not turned it into a screenplay mm-hmm. by two women. That's very yeah, cool. I didn't
1: know that either. I actually don't know anything about this movie like,
0: well, it, outside it of seeing it book. a long time ago. Yeah. It was a book first, and then they adapted it to a screenplay. It's so one of those movies where I love it, but then there's the open ending where it's like, did it happen or didn't mm-hmm. it? And I'm like, okay, but if it didn't happen, it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> It's stupid, and I wasted my time.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Definitely need to watch it again.
0: Because, yeah. I mean, if it didn't happen, then a rich white, a rich hot guy mm-hmm. had a little psychotic break because he wasn't making enough money. His business cards weren't good enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: if it did happen, then there's, he's a serial killer and it's cool. Mm hmm. So.
1: Get into that next week.
0: Yep. I'm sure I'll be mad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>